This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, this is Dan Zhang with Subversity. Uh, today we're going to have a two-part um, program. In the first half hour, we're going to be talking with uh, Bob Samuels about the University of California's new pension plan uh, proposals. And in the second half hour, we're going to talk to a, a UCI student, former student who made it big in Vietnam as a movie star. So uh, with us on the phone already is uh, Bob Samuels. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great. Um, oh, why do you think the? Do you think? Do you approve of all these changes that the um, the University of California this committee is proposing to our pension plan? Um, the unions have been pretty strongly against most of these changes. Um, we don't think it's necessary to have a um, a new system or a two tier plan. And it's really, um, the details are pretty um, difficult, but what's going to happen if they go to this new plan for new hires, um, a lot of the lower wage workers, people making less than $60,000 a year, many of them will lose about 50% of their retirement. That much? Right. Um, the university is saying they won't lose that much because Social Security will make up for the difference. So they're basically using Social Security to justify cutting the pensions of people. Because right now, um, there's a pension plan, and then there's also Social Security if people had signed up for it. And those uh, that Social Security could be up to 2000 or so, uh, would be a supplement, um, a monthly supplement to what the pension offers. Right. And so for um, someone who only you know makes $30,000 a year, it turns out that about half of their... Um, Retirement income comes from Social Security, but that's because their salary is so low and their, their pension is so low. And so people who um, below 60000 will end up losing a large part of their pension, and the university says, but they'll make it up because they'll get Social Security. But it really is a gigantic cut of compensation for people. Is, is it really, um, I know in one of your blogs you call this a panic, a uh, pension panic. Um, so your point is that it really isn't as bad as the university likes to paint it? Well, it, the problem is most people don't understand how the um, pension plans are funded or what they mean by an unfunded liability. The um, liability, which looks gigantic with um, retiree health care combined, is now about $20 billion and will go to about $40 billion, they say, in about four years. But... That's all the money the UC has to pay if everyone basically retired today. And, um, and so that's clearly not going to happen. And it's a long-term projection. There's many, many variables. And it's only through um, recent accounting rules passed by Congress in the last eight or nine years that have made the universities and uh, unions declare on their books their total projected um, liability for their pensions and for um, retiree health care. So it's an accounting kind of number then? Yeah, I mean, there is a need to um, increase contributions. We've had a 20-year, what they call, holiday, meaning the um, employer didn't pay anything and the employee didn't pay anything into the uh, main pension plan. And so we do feel it's necessary to contribute something, but we want to know exactly what is the right amount to contribute and um, how is that going to help the plan. Because the new um, 
plan that they're considering um, in 2013, the changes would go into effect, and they would mostly um, affect new hires, but also current employees could um, opt into it. And what they're going to do is raise the um, employee contribution so high that people will decide to opt into the um, new plan because it'll have a lower employee contribution because and it will end up having a much lower um, pension payout. And so they're going to try to kind of induce people into um, accepting this new plan, which means they're going to quickly ratchet up the employee contribution to make the new plan seem more attractive. They're saying that forty percent of the current is it forty percent of the current employees will be grandfathered in, so that they wouldn't be subject uh, if they don't choose this this plan A or plan B. Uh, is that true? Um, most people will be. I'm sure it's much higher than that. Will be grandfathered in if they don't choose. Um, they'll have the choice to opt into it. But you know what I think is going to happen, especially for low wage workers. They'll see that. Um, they'll only have to pay, say, 3.5% of their salary instead of 7 or 8% of their salary, and they'll go for the um, short-term benefit of having a lower contribution. But, uh, in fact, the pension would be much lower. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you th- I mean, it's not surprising to me that, you know, the people on the committee are probably, well, they're, ex- they're employees, right? So, the, I mean, they're existing workers at the university, so they're more likely to grandfather in existing people. Yeah, but also, like most of the people on the committee, um, it's interesting, the faculty and two of the staff members from the committee um, really came out strongly in a dissenting, dissenting opinion oh. against the um, recommendations. So you see, you can tell who, who, who wrote dissenting opinions. Right, it's listed. And it's the faculty members and the staff members. I believe all the staff members. And so it's really senior administrators who you know, push through what they think is the best. And they also included um, a series of supplemental retirement rules for um, senior management and for the highest paid people. So what's going to happen is the highest paid people will see their um, regular pension reduced to maybe 15%, but then they'll have all these different ways of um, increasing their retirement. And so while someone making, like, say, between thirty and 45000 will probably see their pension be reduced 50%, someone making 250000 will see their pension probably reduced between fifteen and 20%. And on top of that, they'll be able to make up the difference through the supplemental retirement packages. And that's like a, is that like a retirement pen, uh, savings plans type stuff? Retirement saving plans is also different ways of calculating their pension income, of raising the ceiling. Um, there's an IRS ceiling, I believe, at um, 245000 and they want to raise it to 360000 They um, And the university is claiming that it's actually a very equal system and that the highest level people are going to be hit hard because they're going to lose one of their um, retire- supplemental retirement packages, but they've added other ones to make up for that. Uh, this would apply, uh, or would those people be grandfathered in? Right. They, they would be grandfathered in. Right. Uh, so, so all current, basically all current employees are going to be able to stay in the current plan, but they'll pay a much higher 
percentage of their salary into the plan. Now, that's not the same for retiree health care. Everyone's going to end up paying more of their retiree health care. Because the university is claiming that they will end up only paying 70% of that, right? Right. They want to move from currently paying 89% of the total retiree health care amount to about 70%. And it's important that the UC only pays, if you can say this, only pays about $230 million a year for retiree health care because most people um, have Medicare or they, um, it only really affects people between the ages of 55 years and 65. And one of the things they want to do for the new health care but also for their pension plan is they want to change the years of eligibility. And so they want to say they want to move it five years back. So instead of being able to um, start collecting at 50, you'll have to um, collect at 55. And in order to get your maximum pension, instead of it being 60 as it is now, they want to move it to 65. And one of the ways that's going to hurt a lot of um, staff and low-wage workers is staff tend to um, retire much earlier. They retire in their 50s. And so they won't even be eligible for this Social Security that they're talking about. Um, they'll be they'll retire because they're doing you know physically demanding labor or you know techno you know labor where you're typing all the time. It's most people retire in those jobs much earlier mm. than someone who's just sitting you know behind a desk or someone who's teaching or an administrator. And so those people will never qualify for their pension, or it'll, when they do qualify, they'll end up getting much less. And um, is this a way to? I mean, are they saying this is a way to save money or, or what? They're saying that in the next first 10 years, it won't save any money. They're saying down the line, this is how they're restructuring their um, liability and to get it under control. So it's really a long-term thing. It won't help in the short term and the medium term. They say that themselves. They say it's a long-term solution. And um, I was just reading uh, Moody's, who does the bond ratings, and I was on a press phone call for the, from the UC uh, system, and, there was, and one of the... Um, top budget people said, oh, Moody's even likes what we're doing. They, they gave us a very good, you know, bond rating, and they mentioned our attempt to restructure the uh, pension plan. And I read the um, bond raters, their latest report that just came out a few days ago, and it does say that the UC, you know, needs to restructure its benefits and that they look like they're doing it, and so that's a good thing, and that will, you know, help them get a low interest rate. So I think a lot of this is driven by the desire to kind of reduce costs but reduce kind of these long-term liabilities. How about uh, in terms of uh, retirees, current retirees, how would this, uh, these new proposals affect them? The only thing that it will um, affect current retirees is possibly um, the cost of um, retiree health care. But if, um, they, if they have Medicare already, does, it doesn't really affect them that much? Well, they have a supplemental, and so they do. Um, they do about most people do a combination, oh, yeah. and so it's it's kind of complicated, but it will it will not affect that much the um, people that are already retired. They will still be able to get their pension plus the social security if they had signed up for it. Right, um, like legally, once you're vested, the UC cannot take away your pension, but the same doesn't hold for retiree health care. Yeah, because they are saying that's. Uh, that's not a, a benefit that they committed themselves to. 
Yes, and there's complicated rules, you know, addressing these for public institutions, but um, they don't have the same obligation that they have with the public, um, with the um, pension plan. So in terms of media, do you see the university is going to, you said, you mentioned Moody's, but uh, in terms of mass media, do you think they're going to look better to the public that they're doing this, or are they going to be look like they're rewarding themselves at the, those with the highest salaries? Well, what happened was, um, I think on last Thursday, San Francisco Chronicle wrote an article that was pretty critical of it and showing that money's going to go to the top and that the people hmm. who are the lowest earners are going to be hurt the most, and that's why UC organized this press conference, and their main strategy was to say, no, this article is unfair, that we are doing a balanced and, and equitable um, kind of change, and that's actually the top people that are going to be hurt the most, and that we need to do this. But also, when they talked to the press, the um, first press stories I saw, like in the L.A. Times, just said, you see in $20 billion hole. Oh, right. yeah. And so they're scaring people, and they're feeding... There's a general type of public resentment of pensions now, and people generally don't understand how the pensions work, the fact that, you know, people either pay into them or they invest the money and that these are long-term projections. And so basically people are thinking that the University of California, which has its own pension plan, currently gets no money from the state. They think that the UC pension plan is basically going to steal all the money from the state or that it's unfair that the UC people have pensions and other workers don't. And so there's a real general kind of resentment about pension. I call it pension envy. How about the, uh, the fact that you said the UC doesn't uh, uh, get money from the state for the pension contributions, but wasn't it trying to do that? It's trying to get it, and it, it's not a gigantic amount because... Um, only a third of the UC's contributions come from what they call state-covered compensation, meaning basically now they're saying only a third of the people who are in the pension plan um, are funded out of state funds or even partially funded out of state funds. The rest of the people mostly work for the medical centers, medical facilities, or work off of research grants. And so for the UC to pay, say, its 10% contribution, um, it would only have to get about 2.5% from the state. Now, at this point, the state doesn't feel obligated to do it, and because of the difficult budget situation, you know, the UC doesn't expect the money coming now. But the UC has just a ton of different ways of either borrowing the money or taking out a bond or actually borrowing the money from itself at a low interest rate, which it probably will do. But eventually, I think it will fight for and hopefully get some money from the state to support some of the employees. It also depends on the investments, right? I mean, the UC uh, pension plan could be better invested to bring in more money, and that could solve a lot of it, right? That's one of the things that no one seems to want to talk about, and it's pretty unclear to me. They just basically say, oh, it's inevitable, everyone lost money. But it's clear that certain groups lost a lot more money than other people, and I've really questioned how the UC invests its money and that its money is invested in these very kind of um, volatile um, assets, things that go up and down, you know, a lot. There's been traumatic increases and decreases, and it's very destabilizing for the whole university. And so we've really tried to put pressure on um, President Udoff to put um, someone on the um, pension advisory board, at least the investment advisory board, because we want to make sure that, 
the um, regions are not pushing investments into their own personal areas because they're all these very wealthy business people yeah. with very specific interests. And we want to make sure that the UC is not losing money because it's being motivated to um, invest its money and its pension funds into areas that um, directly help out, you know, particular regions. I just looked at uh, the 403Bs, uh, you know, in the outside where they're called 401Ks, mm-hmm. and it seems like some uh, some of those are going up really high. It depends on the package or the bundle you end up with for your savings plan, which is separate from the pensions plan. Right, and one of the fears is, um, you know, moving to a defined, um, from a defined benefit plan to a defined contribution plan. And um, one thing that they're seriously discussing is for the medical centers, giving people the option to um, opt into a defined contribution plan. Without the pension. Yeah, without the pension, because they argue that a lot of medical employees like to move around a lot or they don't want to stay five years and get vested into the plan or they're not long-term employees. And so they they say the medical centers are asking for the um, ability to offer a defined contribution plan. And, and one of our issues is each time you create a new tier or a new different type of pension, you're actually taking money out of the shared pension plan, and you're lowering the amount of money that's being invested currently. And so we have this real problem. I mean, we kind of agree with the university on this, that we need to quickly increase the amount of money that is contributed to the pension plan. That's the main thing to do right off the bat. And we're being told now that the university is not sure that they're going to be able to increase that because they don't know if they'll be able to get the money from the medical centers who are really resisting contributing more money into the, um, or contributing any money possibly into the pension plan. They want to take it out. Right. Wow. So that's bad in terms of the benefits that they're going to, the employees there are going to get, right? Right. I mean, it's going to hurt some people, maybe some people will move in and out of the system, but it will generally hurt everyone because there will just be less money going into the plan, especially in the short term, and um, meaning that it's, it will be underfunded at a greater extent. Do you see any uh, possibility of a, a golden handshake, so-called, in the near future at all? Uh, I mean, what happened when the previous one was uh, given? Um. I mean, did you hear various things about that? You know, uh, it, it was very costly for some campuses, mm. and and um, I do not see that at all happening. I think they're going to motivate some people to retire by making them pay more for the retiree health care, possibly. Um, I think that, but in general, I don't see them trying to get people to retire. After all, they want people to pay into the system, and so I don't see like a major push to have people retire at this point. Uh, do single people, would they, uh, single uh, workers without families, would they end up paying more than uh, people with families into their health care? Um, I don't think that's the way the retiree health care um, works, but um, I've never heard that mentioned, so I don't think oh, so. Okay. I'm not sure how that works. Because I, I know um, single people, currently the university pays 100% of the uh, individuals. Right, right. Right. And so if they're going to go down to 70%, that would be more, have more impact, have an impact on the single, on the individuals. I mean, they are talking about changing some things like spousal benefits 
and mm-hmm. um, changing once again, you know, the years that you, um, the age that you qualify for retiree health care, and the calculation, and then how much you have to pay in. So there's many different ways that they're trying to bring down the UC's cost for this. So the formula remains the same, right? Except for when it kicks in, right? I mean, the formula of uh, years of service uh, times uh, times a formula, uh, then that's your pension. Not for the pension. Not for um, the pension. What are, for the oh, new because of the the social security in- inclusion. It's really not inclusion. They're just using social security to justify decreasing certain people's. Um, pensions, but they oh, want to no. change the. Uh, right now, you get say 2.5 percent. You you multiply every year of service by 2.5, and they want to change it for low wage workers to one and a half percent, and also change the years. And so, um, and for people making over sixty thousand dollars, it will be three percent. So it really is geared towards um, helping maintain the benefits of the wealthiest people, and reducing the benefits of the lowest paid people under the guise of saying, well, those people will end up getting, you know, get Social Security. But if they don't retire at 65, they're not going to get Social Security. So there's a lot of flaws in their own argument. So it would go up for other people who are, you said over 60,000, they would go, they would be, a, it would be a 3% rather than 3%, 2.5. right. Uh, why are they doing that if they're trying to save money they're arguing i mean they've costed out and they're saying in the long term they'll end up saving money because they're also changing the years that you need to retire and that um they're basically reducing as i said people making less than sixty thousand. a lot of them like 50 percent so it will save the university in the long run a lot of money once those people the new hires start retiring so it's a very long-term plan i mean they're looking 30 40 years ahead in the head, that's when, that's when they'll start bringing really, you know, making or reducing their costs. It's going to take a long time because you have to get people into the new system, and then they have to rehire, they have to retire. So they're talking about mostly people that are hired after 2013, and then you know when they retire, that's when the savings will kick in for the university. So um, you know, in the media, the people always talk about the Orange County. Um, the regular city employees who and the different cities that have pension plans, and so that is those the two plans are not comparable. No, they're very different. The different types of plans, and, and you know, some have a much higher contribution rate for the employee and the employer. Um, some have a very different um, calculation structure, and also ages and eligibility rates, and and so it's very different, but. According to the university's own admissions in their task force report, this will um, this change will make all of the basic what they call total compensation for all of their employees non-competitive, meaning it will especially for lower earners. Once again, it'll reduce their comparative market value because they'll get a hit on uh, retiree health care, they'll get a hit on pension, and then they'll have to pay a much higher contribution. And they're not offering or promising any salary increases to offset this. So it will be a reduction of compensation for almost everyone. How is this going to help them attract people to work here? That's a very good question. They're saying, well, at least we do have some retiree health care. A lot of systems don't. <laughs> we still have, still have good it. weather and you know, <laughs> highly ranked 
institutions, and we also offer, you know, really good packages for STARS. So, but it's a question that the, even the, you know, the faculty senate, I met with the leadership of the system-wide academic council, and they're really concerned about this, and they wrote the dissenting opinion, and they feel it's really going to hurt the university's ability to um, attract and retain, you know, um, faculty. Well, on that note, I want to thank you, uh, Bob um, Samuels, from UCAFT, a union that represents lecturers and librarians in the UC system. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. So that was uh, a discussion of the University of California pension plan changes that have been announced. And you can go to the Subversity website. Uh, there's a blog, uh, subversities.blogspot.com for links to Bob Samuel's um, um, blog uh, entries on this issue um, about whether or not the university really is trying to save money or is it trying to hit it on the low-wage earners in the UC system. This is Dan Sung with Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regions of the University of California nor the management of KUCI.